You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I am a business consultant, an executive coach, and a leadership facilitator, working with people and organizations to support them with living their lives by design and not default. Thank you, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of She's Got Drive. And we are at our fourth guest in the Apollo Summer Series, where I am interviewing the women who were wonderful and awesome and amazing at the Apollo. And they shared their wisdom with us, but I thought it'd be really great to hear more about them and their story. So this week we have Tanique Blair, and I will tell you more about her in a minute. Before that, I just want to thank you for all of you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast as well and and allowing more people to discover the podcast. And I also invite you to go to iTunes and rate and review. And she's got drive because that helps us grow the 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 audience and it helps us grow the impact that this can this podcast can have. So head over to there today and rate and review the show and I love you forever. So let's come back to Tanique. Tanique Blair is the Vice President of Business Operations and Planning at Nickelodeon. She's a 17 year Nickelodeon veteran, has overseen the preschool toy amusement and musical instrument businesses. She's worked with mega hits such as Dora the Explorer, SpongeBob SquarePants and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and manage relationships with top industry leaders, including Mattel, Fisher-Price, Matchbox, and Power Wheels. So we're going to hear her experience of being someone who has risen up the ranks in, in a corporation and what her experiences have been and how she's managed to do that because she's one of the few occupying that space as an African-American woman. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you in this week's episode. And so... I give you Tanique. Tanique, welcome to She's Got Drive and thank you so much for sitting in the guest chair this week. Thank you so much for having me, Shirley. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to kind of find out more about your work and your corporate career. Um, Mm -hmm. And we didn't get into that too much. Obviously, at the Apollo, you shared some of it, some aspects Mm -hmm. of it. and so this is really a deeper dive into you and your life. And I really appreciate your just willingness to, to open up to us. Uh, so focus on you today. So let's start with you describing your work at Nickelodeon and how you, where you started and how you got to, to be at the level that you are in the organization. Well, um, I think it starts in a place that you wouldn't expect. I actually came to Viacom um, looking to work for MTV. Um, I interviewed throughout the organization and thought that I would come to MTV and I would be be discovered and I'd be Beyonce. That's what the goal was at 20-something years old. Um, and then I met... Um, who the woman who hired me, who is a friend and an amazing mentor who brought me into the licensing industry as her executive assistant. I was very green and very junior. And she kind of showed me the ropes as to this industry that I didn't even know existed. And it brought me 
you know, so much excitement and, and, you know, really taught me so much about who I am as a person. Um, it really, it, it took my career. It just was an organic, natural progression. So I started as an assistant. I was an assistant for about a year. And then I felt the need to dip my toe into the next level. And I was offered the opportunity to be a coordinator on the toy business. And at that point, we had a few different categories of businesses that I could have chosen from, from apparel to DVD. And I chose toys because I really thought that that at that time it was our biggest business. And I really thought that I could learn the most from that opportunity. And I stayed on that path being promoted through the ranks throughout the years and having the opportunity to work with the largest manufacturers in the country and, and you know, some of the largest retailers in, in the country and really creating a path and a career um, that offered me the opportunity to be promoted through the ranks to take me to my next transition point, which we'll talk about later. Okay. But it really, it really showed me how to, how to run business from a large scale with a major company, which was exciting. Wow. And then what, do you, what is it that you do now? Now I've transitioned. So about two years ago, I honestly felt a little burnt out. And I, in doing licensing, um, and I, I transitioned to a more business operations role. One of the themes that have been a constant in my life throughout transition as I've learned new things in this company is as I've kind of moved through the ranks I have new areas of interest that I've wanted to explore. And throughout the levels in my licensing career, I was able to really focus on them. Once I kind of got to a more senior level in the organization, my, my focus became a little less on running a business because I'd done that for so long successfully right. to really figuring out, you know, how to build the infrastructures of a team and, you know, how to ensure that we have the right people within the organization and focusing on training and development. And so I was offered the opportunity um, to, to take on that role for the toy team and then later for the entire consumer products organization, which is what I'm doing today. And give and you so you've been on the operational kind of delivery side, and you're and mm -hmm. now you're supporting the operations through your work. Which side are you? Is your preference? Given the it, de it depends. I mean, I'm a competitive, sales-driven person, so you know, on the licensing side, I really enjoyed being able to drive the sales and drive the numbers. So that part of me still kind of exists. But now my passion is really, really focused on the infrastructure and building effective and efficient teams that is taking my career to a path that I couldn't see coming. It's so exciting for me. Yeah. And do you know where your trajectory is in your career, what you want it to be? Yeah, I believe it will be in training and development. I have been able to be successful due to having strong relationships and mentors throughout my career. And I've mentored and groomed talent within this organization throughout my whole career. And if I had to pick one thing and I won the mega million tonight, um, that's probably, that is definitely where I would focus. Right. Right. Well, we should talk about that on another. <laughs> I have a friend offline. who knows. <laughs> <laughs> offline, you know, we should have mm -hmm. a conversation about that. Mm -hmm. And so given you've, you joined, you said at a junior level, you've, you've worked your way up. How would you define your success and how do you define success then? I think it was twofold. I think having key relationships 
um, and mentors to kind of keep me on the right path and to be able to bounce ideas off of. Um, that has been vital and is still vital today. I have mentors and relationships from very early in my career and people who I've mentored who often, you know, give back and give me insights that I might not have seen. The other piece of the puzzle is, you know, it took me longer than I would have thought um, to find my voice and truly believe in my message. And so once that kind of light came, you know, once the light came on, I've, I've been able to really come into my own and feel really comfortable in my skin with my voice at the table, even if it was different than everyone else in the room. And I think that that's a key point of success is if you're able to find your voice and bring it to the table and you're able to influence the room, they will be able to value you and, and look at you in a way that you're, you're really contributing to the team in a different way than they're able to see. Mm. Sometimes they don't see it, but sometimes they do. And that's, that's when it's magic. Right. Where, so help me understand what the, when the wake up was and what was it that allowed you to wake up to your it own was, Power, if you like. Very. It was a very specific day. I could remember the conference room, and the and my my senior vice president at the time, who was also a dear friend, and we were in a team weekly, and she wasn't talking to me specifically, but I received the message, and we were just talking about being authentic in the workplace, and you know, just trying to find yourself. And she was one of those leaders who really wanted to us to bring our whole selves to work, which is what MTV and Viacom Networks is about. Um, and she said the right combination of words that really resonated with me. And she said, you know, you just really need to be comfortable being your true authentic self all the time. If not, why bother? And so that light, again, I'll talk about these lights because you feel like you're in the dark when you hear these things. I decided at that point to kind of take the mask off and, and the mask being the corporate mask of what I thought a business person was. And I decided to be myself and embrace the differences that I brought to the table. Mm. And sometimes it went really, really well. And sometimes it offered me some, some growth opportunities. Right. Um, but either way, I felt good about it every single time. And that was, I mean, maybe 10 years ago. And so it feels so long ago now, but it really wasn't that long ago. And mm. I just still try to learn from it and embrace it when I'm feeling uncomfortable at these higher level tables, because it's still kind of, you know, that those insecurities still kind of peer themselves in every now and again. Right. Do you know which situations you're in where the insecurity is more present than others? I, I am, I am, I am fully aware. I am the only African-American vice president in my portion of the organization. And so I, it is, that is not new news. We are fully aware of what that is and, and what that brings to the table. Um, so I, I sense it almost at every table that I sit at and, you know, it's not, it, that doesn't become about a, you know, a black white thing. It just becomes about a different life experience or a different way of interpreting information. Mm -hmm. um, when there are people, and that it's not even about backgrounds or, or you know, races, that they're more similar and you're a little bit more different, um, you know, it, it becomes a little bit uncomfortable. So if there is not, there's at least one meeting a day that I face that I have to kind of wrap my head around being comfortable with maybe having a different opinion. Okay. And then there are other, you know, there are other meetings that are amazing. And I mean, it's not to say that one is bad and one is good. It's just okay. to say that 
you know, it's something that I have to kind of be present for and not allow that situation to dim my light because if I do, then my message will never get out. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's your, I'm hearing your ability. You're so, you're so self-aware that it, when it, it's at play that you're able to notice it and then take the action so it doesn't dominate and it doesn't start to like take over you. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Absolutely. Versus some people are, it's, ha it's having an effect unbeknown to them. And mm -hmm. then it's influence. It's, so I'm gonna. I'm curious about what strategies you use. You know, as it, when it shows up. You know, what do you do when you go? Oh, there's. And and how do you know? Where does it? Where does it locate itself? If you like, because I think that might I, be helpful for people to hear that. I mean, I am a person who's. I'm very sensitive to those things, so I can feel it when I'm immediately in the space. Right, I how I work through it is that I secretly write myself a note to ensure that I stay on message. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have to be that literal. I have to look at what it is I want to say to ensure that it's going to actually bring something positive to the room. And I just kind of hold on to my seat and I just go with it. And, you know, the strategy is, is trying to continue to assert yourself and trying to be present and trying to be your best self in all of those situations. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if I'm lucky, I don't believe in luck, but if, if I'm fortunate, I will, I will have one or two people who will kind of give me the nod and then I'm going in. Right. And then it's all, you know, then it's all about the, you know, the sales pitch, the strategy, really kind of bringing my point home. But I really am trying to find one or two people that I can influence in the room so that I can sway the entire room to understanding. They don't have to sign up, right. you know, but they, you know, I want them to just hear my point of view. The other thing that really motivates me is seeing, um, you know, people of color in the same room with me who might not be at this level, but I want to, I want to create an example and I want them mm. to know that if they can see, you know, me, you know, black girl from Queens sitting here at this table, kind of talking amongst these people and holding my own, that they can certainly do it. Right. Right. So that's a huge motivator. Yeah. So I can think to having people who are your supporters mm -hmm. in the room. And mm -hmm. then the other is, yeah, you've been a real modeling, your role modeling, you're showing up for others for the sake of showing up for others. Like, yeah. I mean, and yeah. let me, let's not be, let's, let me not forget the fact that I have to have read and, you know, I have to know the information inside sure. and out. There's, there's no margin for error in that room. I have to know just a little bit more and kind of have all of the sides of insight. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of homework, a lot of reading, a lot of bouncing ideas off a lot of people. Um, I'm not one of those people that things just flow off my lips so easily. I really need to kind of know what I'm talking about so that I can really bring it to the room and, and it be thoughtful. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you're, you're, you're still doing the work to do, mm -hmm. to, be at the top of your game in the content of your work mm -hmm. and and then and there's another piece of the work is then how do you bring it into your meetings how do you bring it to other people how do you speak up and show right. up um because 
other versus doing the work and then being in the room and saying nothing can leave anything. What did I do all that work for? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And that's where, if you, that's where your relationships are also key, where it's if you're in that room and you have one or two people who kind of know who you are and understand, you know, what, what it is you're trying to convey, that's, that'll, that can change the game more yeah. often than not than if you haven't really taken the time to do that work as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I'm curious about what your biggest accomplishment today is. Professionally or yeah. personally? Well, let's <laughs> do, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you could be, you, we could do both. Um, but let's look at professionally first. Let's look at professionally. I can go through awards and numbers, and I think that those are important and definitely have a place. Um, and, you know, that that I think is awesome. I've had some great wins professionally. I've had some amazing, um, you know, record charting successes um, in terms of our overall industry. And that's really great and exciting. And I'm definitely proud of. But what makes me the most proud and my greatest success is, again, seeing teams that I've worked with in the past and people that I've mentored and groomed truly be successful on their own in the world. I mean, I have such great relationships with them with lots of people. I just got off the phone with one of them. Um, just seeing them flourish and knowing that I had a part in their upward trajectory. Right. That and I feel like I'm winning every single time I see it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's, a, it's a great, you know, the feeling yeah. it's, it's amazing. You, you do it all day. I just get these little bits and pieces of people and it's just like a home run every single time. <laughs> do I want to break a billion dollars? Let's do it. But also seeing, you know, someone who it was newly joining the organization really reach the heights and, and, you know, knocking it out the park, mm -hmm. thrilling, mm -hmm. thrilling, mm -hmm. thrilling. Personally, my son and my husband, you know, let's just throw the, throw a plug in for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's and a big plug. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's not, a, that's not a side note. No, <laughs> no, no, but not what we're talking about today. You talked about earlier in your, when you, when you were in the meeting about being a, a black woman from Queens and I'd like to just to go back to your, where you grew up and just help us understand what was it about how you grew up that has you be successful today? Because I always feel like there's a correlation. Yeah, of course. I mean, I grew up one of two. I'm the youngest of, of two girls um, with a single mother who had a very strong relationship with my beloved grandparents. And, you know, we are... East Coast, you know, my family was raised in Harlem. Um, that's where my, you know, my family is from. We moved off to Queens and we were all really very close where I spent a lot of time back and forth between Queens and Harlem. And I was able to see my hardworking mother taking care of her two kids where we are and were her life. Absolutely everything she did is and was for us. But then I was also to, able to go to my grandparents' house like every weekend and every summer. And I was able to see what hard work looked like at a different generation mm. and, you know, understand the stories of the struggles that they went through um, to, to be the best and raise their five kids. And, you know, with that, combination, I was able to take away from it that I need to be better. I need to study hard. I need to do the things that I need to do to be successful. And 
looking at how my mother struggled, what I took from that is the need for stability, the need to, you know, be able to not worry. And, and then the responsibility of not wanting my family to worry or to struggle or to stress. So what I bring to every table, um, and that, and I think that was part of the light turning on when I had that conversation about being my authentic self. I'm not saying that I was necessarily trying to hide that, but that wasn't the mask that I was bringing in. Now I carry that, I carry that around with me as a badge of honor. Um, look at me, I get to sit at this corporate table and my family is here with me. And that upbringing is right here beside me because as long as I'm plugging right along and I'm pushing myself, I, I, there's no way that we can lose. And so I want to show as I'm evolving and I'm learning myself, now it's a little bit less about stability and, and that type of thing, because I'm, I'm stable. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank God. Um, but now I want to show my son that you can choose your life. You can follow your passion. You can, you know, you can follow your passion and do the hard work and it can all come together for you. Right. And so I now, you know, it, it's exciting that I'm able to share that with him from such a different lens, mm. um, having come through the full transition of having to work, wanting to work, loving to work and now bringing that to him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people try to hide that part of themselves and I'm actually really comfortable with it and probably more comfortable with it than I ever have been. Um, because that's what makes me stay up later focusing on these charts and graphs. And that's what makes me, you know, go to, to the cocktail mixers. And that's what makes me want to ensure that my brand is, is, is really strong and that people, when people hear my name, they know that it's someone who is going to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Um, and people want to work with me. Like that's, that's what I'd like for it. That's, that's where it all comes from. And that's kind of the space that I'm in today. Yeah. Yeah. So really strong work ethic is, yeah, a really strong work ethic and how, yeah. and knowing that, as you said, it's very different when we can, be okay with sharing our own backgrounds versus hiding it and there is a there are times when you're when you start out that you there's a, like a pretense you know mm -hmm. you don't really want everyone to see all of you um and then as you get old I think there's something about aging too you know I think about true. as you get older as well that says when am I going to stop when am I going to, when I'm going to stop this, you know, mm -hmm. pretense, you know, and then how do I get to like, this is, this is me, peeps. This right. is me. Right. And I mean, it's exhausting. And I mean, some of it is, some of it is fabulous. Like, you know, don't, don't get it confused. Some of it is amazing and fabulous. And we all have those moments, but some of it is not that sexy. And some of it is not, you know, but I think those are the moments that we grow from. And I think that those are the moments that people, 
that show people that you're a real person. Right. And I think that that's important in any part of your life, but especially in business. I think that it's important, important for people to know a story of someone transitioning and trying to figure out the next step and still connecting the dots and focusing on the work and creating the connections and doing their homework to make it all come together for them and, and, and mentoring and bringing, like, there's so many pieces to the puzzle that we don't talk about all the time because people are usually chasing a paycheck or, you know, focused on one thing or the other. But I mean, if we don't start talking a bit more about the holistic picture and that's what you're doing, right? That's, that's exactly what this podcast is all about. If we don't start talking about the holistic picture, then a lot of kids won't know that, that there are these struggles behind the scenes. I certainly didn't, I didn't at all. Yeah, you know, I, as a role model, let's come back to, you know, you've been a role model, obviously, as you said, in the organization. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we've, if I look at when I was younger and I'd look at um, some women who, women leaders, and I think, well, how, the, how are they doing it? You know, <laughs> how right. are they doing it? Right. They're not sharing the background struggles like that we juggle every single day if you've got children, for example, or if you're looking mm-hmm. after someone who's elderly, um, the other struggles that we have uh, in addition to that, that we, the workarounds that we do, the amount of work that we do to how much does it, how much actual work does it take to prepare for a meeting? Being able oh my to goodness. share those types of things. Because people are like wondering like, how do I, how do I, achieve and get to where she is and if i'm not if you're not sharing the recipe right for that right right that you have yes worked hard to figure out but if we can share the recipe which is part of this podcast if we can share the recipe of that then it really helps people say oh i if i add that now what difference would that make and if i perhaps i need to show more of myself at work I don't mm-hmm. need to hide who I am. It's like, yeah, I could totally say where I'm from, you know? Right, right. It's also about knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Like, I definitely will play up my strengths all day. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, I'm working on these weaknesses that I hate to talk about. But, you know, you have to be able to do be versatile in a corporate situation. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on everything concerning myself and my own growth all the time with all of these things. And, you know, it's just a never ending journey. Like I really thought at this point I would be able to coast, but no, I work harder than I work harder than ever now, which is amazing because I've always thought that I've kind of pushed it all the way like we all do. But now, I mean, I, I had a baby, he's almost two. I just have chosen not to sleep anymore. (laughs) I'm joking, but you know, I mean, you know what it is. Like you have to have a life. You have to be able to get all of these things done. And yeah, if we're not talking about how to make it happen, then how, how's anyone going to figure it out on their own? Right. Right. So when you say you're working harder than you've ever done versus you thought you were going to coast, what's the harder? I think now I'm a pretty organized individual. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't a spreadsheet that I haven't fallen absolutely in love with. Um, so I, I'm a pretty good planner from that mm-hmm. perspective. I think my planning is just 
gone to the next level. And so I have less time to do all of the things that I used to be able to do so easily. Um, I'm also in a relatively new role and going through a few growing pains of learning what that world looks like mm-hmm. and flexing to a new um, leader and trying to figure that out. And so, I, I mean, now things that were easy for me in my old role, because I've done them for years and years and years, this is now new and exciting and a little scary, which is awesome. Um, because I now have to focus to the next level and take time that I wasn't, I didn't need to do before. So the planning is on overdrive and I just don't stop ever. Right. Well, the thing about stepping into new, new spaces and new challenges is you create the gap from where you are. So you create a new gap for yourself and then you have to generate yourself to do what you need to do to develop your competencies, capacities, abilities, to fill that new gap that you've created. Absolutely. Right. And then you meet, you meet that level and then we create a new gap. You know, that's the game. You (laughs) create new gaps. But, um, yeah, so it takes, it takes a lot to galvanize yourself into those, that, that new space. I can hear that. Yeah. And, and it, it's a funny thing. I'm sorry. No, go on. It's a funny thing. As I, as I think about my path in the organization. So I started as an executive assistant. Um, and then I was brought on as a entry level person in licensing. And I worked on 30 teeny weeny accounts. And so that took up tons of time and I was super, entrepreneurial and I was under the radar and it was so much fun. Yay. And then I graduated to some of our larger accounts, which was a little less entrepreneurial, but more structured mm-hmm. and taught me a different skill set. And then as I started to oversee that business, you know, that brought forth a different skill set right. and different level. And so it just really seems like the story for me is being able to go with the flow and being able to transition smoothly while doing all the work behind the scenes to kind of make it happen. And there have been points in my career where I've kind of stalled for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because I was fighting against the current and not just kind of going with the flow and kind of taking the path for what it was. And that doesn't mean I wasn't trying to, you know, get promoted and do all of those things, but, you know, just kind of following the paths to kind of take it to where the next step is. Right. And if I had, if I hadn't done those things, I, there's no way I would find myself in the place that I'm in today. So let's talk about that for a bit because, um, many people do get stuck they don't progress. We know this. As you said, you're the only African-American woman or person, vice president, mm-hmm. vice president mm-hmm. right? In the air. Vice position. president, female. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you have done? I want to, can you, can you unpack that a bit more about what is it that you're doing that is allowing you to be successful in this corporate space where others aren't? I think I, I'm in a constant state above of learning myself and Mm -hmm. not being afraid of what's next. Um, the role that I'm in now, when I took it, when it was a smaller role on the toy team, I asked for the role that people don't do that. You know, I, you know, I've done this job long enough. I'm ready for something new. Let's explore. Let's talk about it. And we talked about something, you know, what are your passions? What do you want to do next? I I asked for the change. Most people don't realize that, but I really needed something to 
feed my soul. Right. And, you know, so, and even in this role as the role that I'm currently in is evolving, I'm asking for more. So it's really about not being afraid to kind of push the job and ask for what you want. People will give you more work. That is never the problem. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just have to be really, you have to be really sure about what it is you want so that it's bringing you to the next step of whatever that looks like, even if you're not sure. Um, I'm also, and it's taken me a long time to realize this. I I'm, I'm a pretty confident individual more so now in my advanced age. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also, um, you know, I'm not afraid to ask for what I'm worth. And so I do have regular conversations about title and compensation or whatever that looks like. It's not always financial compensation. So I, I'm not uncomfortable with having those conversations with people and really trying to evaluate what that looks like for me. Right. I think, I think people respect the fact that you come to the table asking for what you're worth because it's happening behind closed doors all the time. So you, you need to get in the game so that you're part of the conversation and it's not just happening to you. Right. So the people, so rather than sitting back and kind of hoping, waiting <laughs> for it to happen, you are thinking about what you want to do next and going out and speaking to the people who can make the change, who, who've got the power to, to make the decisions. And then your power mm -hmm. of negotiation, you know, yeah. you're negotiating the deal that works for you. And in that conversation, you're actually saying, I know what I'm worth and you know what I'm worth. And we're having, we're having that kind of straight conversation about that. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And the thing that kind of stops people from having those types of conversations is they're afraid of what the answers are going to be, that they're not going to get what they're looking for, but they're also afraid like to walk away. And so when you're having these types of conversations with people, I'm not telling anyone to quit their job, but I'm saying it might be that might, there might be a different opportunity for you that just looks different than how you've packaged it in your mind. Right. And so you just have to be open to looking at, looking at it for what it is and kind of being open to what it could be. Right. Yeah. So you're not, so you're going, you're going into those conversations, not closed. You're going into those conversations. Absolutely. In, in ex, it's an exploratory conversation. But you're standing in your power as you're having them. Yes. Is what I'm hearing. Like when you yes. know who, what you're worth, you can stand in your power in the, versus going into there in a kind of a sheepish kind of like, if you could, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to if you're all right. Would you okay? <laughs> and it's so scary. But the, after you've done it a few times, like you really start to feel your power. Right. I mean, we all have something, you know, and you have that conversation and you start to feel like you're you're kind of you're you're setting your own path. And that's right. exciting. That's that's right. the goal. Right. I remember um, coaching a, one of my clients um, fairly recently and and we were having this conversation about that. You need to let your boss know what you want. You need to mm -hmm. let your boss know what you're interested in. And. Mm -hmm an opportunity was showing up in the organization and it's like, well, are you going to, you're going to tell, you're going to tell him that you, you're interested. And so part of our coaching session was about that was about, okay, so what are you going to say? Are you going to say, what do you want? What would it look like? Right. And when she actually approached him, you know, he actually hadn't considered her. He hadn't think, I just didn't think you'd be interested in that was his response. 
you know now as it turns out she you know she then gets it she gets the opportunity and it's a big opportunity in terms of what it it, the position it puts her in in terms of the contacts that she now has in the organization right. with the work as well as the a really interesting piece of work you know <laughs> um, right so sometimes with the it's not even there's no malice on that point your boss is in their thing doing their just focused on their work they don't come up for anything oh, i shouldn't even know you're interested Based right. on what? you know the thing. right so you have to put yourself forward for when you can hear opportunities or I'm hearing you have to create your opportunities too. That's coming from a, a level of confidence. That's exactly uh, right. And self-awareness, right? Knowing, even if you don't know exactly what you want, just trying to dip your toe into a few opportunities so that you can figure that out. Right. It's key. Right. And other people are doing that too. It's the other thing, you know, those yeah, things that yeah. it's happening because you go, how did that person get that job? Yeah, they talked to their boss about it. That's how they got oh, it, you know. Oh, my goodness. The stories I could tell you from when I was very early in my career where things were happening around me. And I honestly, I, I come from a space of you work hard and, you know, good things are supposed to happen. And I just was not educated on the finer <laughs> you know, details of negotiating behind closed doors and things were happening all around me. And I could not figure it out because I just never thought that way because my numbers were great, but I wasn't asking for my worth. Right. Right. Tanique, this theme has come up over and over and over again is the focus on your performance. If I do my work, I'm really producing results and being great they'll just like reward me yeah yeah Yeah. no that's not it <laughs> <laughs> no you know what it is I spent the first half of my career just thinking that the numbers would tell the story and I forgot internal marketing and and kind of getting my own brand out there right. and once I figured that out once I kind of got those two things internal marketing key because no one knows what you're doing if you don't tell them exactly Right. I mean, your boss may know, and that may be great, but my number goes into a a couple of other people's numbers and it's just one big number. Right. So, you know, you've got to kind of put it out there and it feels like bragging and it feels uncomfortable, but there's a way to do it that where you feel comfortable and you're able to share. And, Mm -hmm. and in all honesty, senior leadership expects to hear it. If not, you're just not on their register. They don't, they just don't see it. It doesn't mean that you're bad. That just means that they just, you're not on their radar and that's tough. Right. And it, I mean, there's some real tangible things about time. They don't have time to do. They're not going to sit there and do the research either. No, Hello? no, no. Right? They're not no. going to dig into, oh, how did that result get produced? Like, glad that produced. Moving on to the next target, people. <laughs> You're sales, right. I mean, sales number. Oh, that was last week. Uh-huh. We're now in this week. You know? Exactly. That's already history. I had a conversation with um, one of our C-suite executives recently at, where I learned this lesson yet again. And we were just talking about life and my career and just doing a general check-in. And one of the things I said to her was like, I'd really like to be able to just elevate my profile to the next level up. And she looked at me and said, okay, so present something. And I said, like, it was it just, is it okay? Like I can do that. Like it was just a matter of asking the question and having the right material. Now I won't present just any old thing clearly, but you know, it was just a matter of me saying, Hey, I have this really great piece of information that I'd like to share. And she would have gladly opened the door for me. I, 
I don't know why that didn't occur to me sooner. Right. Um, given my experience, but I mean, I needed her to remind me that, you know, all you need to do is really ask. And if it wasn't right, she would have said, you know, maybe not, but she was completely open to it. Right. And I'm so excited. And so now you're trying to figure out what it is you're going to present and then be, yes. have an amazing presentation. Yes. It, and then it points to, again, those conversations. Are you having the conversations with people who can help you? Right. And who are the people that can help you? Um, one piece of work that I do with my clients is called the relationship map. And um, you, you look at on anything that you want to accomplish, who are the people in your sphere who are going to mm-hmm. help, could help you accomplish that outcome. And they might be people who would help you accomplish that outcome that you have no relationship with. Right. And if you've got no relationship with them, then your job is to get a relationship with them. You know? That's right. I mean, it's hard. I'm, I am an extroverted outgoing person, but sometimes there are situations where, you know, I'm, I just feel a little out of my comfort zone. And so it's one of those things where I have to do yet another pep talk and, you know, get myself into the situation because I realized that by not building that bridge and creating that relationship, I have a lot more to lose than standing in the corner and just drinking my, you know, my seltzer, (laughs) you know, I mean, you know, you know, I, there's a lot more to lose. So I'd rather be in the game than not even on the board. Right. Right. It's tough though. Like, you know, it's definitely to be acknowledged how difficult it is for some people to network and to kind of create those relationships. But if not, I don't, I'm not sure what game you're playing at all. No, whatever, whatever that is, when, if you know, that's your development edge, then go to work on it. Go to work on, on developing yourself in that way. That's critical to critical, critical, critical. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you don't have those relationships directly, just make sure that your brand is strong because people, people talk and if there's good work happening and there are good partnerships happening, even around them, they'll hear your name. And, you know, that's step one to introducing yourself to someone, you know, you can talk about a project that you worked on in the past or a big win, or, you know, you have a great article and you send it to someone and you kind of start those relationships that way. Um, but you have to make sure that you have a, a professional reputation that they won't mind aligning with. Yeah. 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 Um, where, has there any been a, been a time where you've got stuck and how did you get yourself unstuck in your career? Um, I think that I would, I mean, I've been stuck a few times, which is why I pause, um, I, I, I was stuck in the first half of my career just because I didn't have the confidence or know-how to get myself out of the rut. You talked about earlier in your, when you, when you were in the meeting about being a, a black woman from Queens. And I'd like to us to go back to your, where you grew up and just help us understand what was it about how you grew up that has you been successful today? Because I always feel like there's a correlation. Yeah, of course. I mean, I grew up one of two. I'm the youngest of, of two girls um, with a single mother who had a very strong relationship with my beloved grandparents. And, you know, we are East Coast. You know, my family was raised in Harlem. Um, that's where my, you know, my family is from. We moved off to Queens, and we were all really very close. Where I spent a lot of time back and forth between Queens and Harlem, and I was able to see my hardworking mother 
taking care of her two kids where we are and were her life. Absolutely everything she did is and was for us. But then I was also to, able to go to my grandparents' house like every weekend and every summer, and I was able to see what hard work looked like at a different generation mm. and, you know, understand the stories of the struggles that they went through um, to, to be the best and raise their five kids. And, you know, with that combination, I was able to take away from it that I need to be better. I need to study hard. I need to do the things that I need to do to be successful. And looking at how my mother struggled, what I took from that is the need for stability, the need to, you know, be able to not worry. And, Mm -hmm. and then the responsibility of not wanting my family to worry or to struggle or to stress. So what I bring to every table, um, and that, and I think that was part of the light turning on when I had that conversation about being my authentic self. I'm not saying that I was necessarily trying to hide that, but that wasn't the mask that I was bringing in. Now I carry that, I carry that around with me as a badge of honor. Um, look at me, I get to sit at this corporate table and my family is here with me. And that upbringing is right here beside me because as long as I'm plugging right along and I'm pushing myself, I, I, there's no way that we can lose. And so I want to show as I'm evolving and I'm learning myself, now it's a little bit less about stability and, and that type of thing, because I'm, I'm stable, Mm -hmm. um, Thank God. Um, but now I want to show my son that you can choose your life. You can follow your passion. You can, you know, you can follow your passion and do the hard work and it can all come together for you. And so I now, you know, it's exciting that I'm able to share that with him from such a different lens. Mm. Um, having come through the full transition of having to work, wanting to work, loving to work and now bringing that to him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people try to hide that part of themselves and I'm actually really comfortable with it and probably more comfortable with it than I ever have been. Um, because that's what makes me stay up later focusing on these charts and graphs. And that's what makes me, you know, go to, to the cocktail mixers. And that's what makes me want to ensure that my brand is, is, is really strong and that people, when people hear my name, they know that it's someone who is going to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Um, and people want to work with me. Like that's, that's what I'd like for it. That's, that's where it all comes from. And that's kind of the space that I'm in today. Yeah. Yeah. So really strong work ethic is, yeah, a really strong work ethic and how, and knowing that, as you said, it's very different when we can, be okay with sharing our own backgrounds versus hiding it and there is a there are times when you're when you start out that you there's a, like a pretense you know mm-hmm. you don't really want everyone to see all of you um and then as you get old I think there's something about aging too you know I think yeah, about true. as you get older as well that says when am I going to stop when am I going to, when I'm going to stop this, you know, mm-hmm. pretense, you know, and then how do I get to like, this is, this is me, peeps, this right. is me. 
Right. And I mean, it's exhausting. And I mean, some of it is, some of it is fabulous. Like, you know, don't, don't get it confused. Some of it is amazing and fabulous. And we all have those moments, but some of it is not that sexy. And some of it is not, you know, but I think those are the moments that we grow from. And I think that those are the moments that people, that, that show people that you're a real person. Right. And I think that that's important in any part of your life, but especially in business. I think that it's important, important for people to know a story of someone transitioning and trying to figure out the next step and still connecting the dots and focusing on the work and creating the connections and doing their homework to make it all come together for them and, and, and mentoring and bringing, like there's so many pieces to the puzzle that we don't talk about all the time because people are usually chasing a paycheck or, you know, focus right. on one thing or the other. But I mean, if we don't start talking a bit more about the holistic picture and I, that's what you're doing, right? That's, that's exactly what this podcast is all about. If we don't start talking about the holistic picture, then a lot of kids won't know that, that there are these struggles behind the scenes. Yeah. I certainly didn't. I didn't at all. Yeah. You know, I, as a role model, let's come back to, you know, you've been a role model, obviously, as I said, in the organization. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we, if I look at when I was young and I'd look at um, some women who, women leaders, and I think, well, how, the, how are they doing it? You know, <laughs> right. how are they doing it? Right. If they're not sharing the background struggles like that we juggle every single day, if you've got children, for example, or if you're looking mm-hmm. after someone who's elderly, um, the other struggles that we have uh, in addition to that, that we, the workarounds that we do, the amount of work that we do to how much does it, how much actual work does it take to prepare for a meeting? Being able oh my to goodness. share those types of things. Because people are like wondering like, how do, I, how do I achieve and get to where she is? And if I'm not, if you're not sharing the recipe right. for that, right. right, that you have, yes, worked hard to figure out, but if we can share the recipe, which is part of this podcast, if we can share the recipe of that, then it really helps people say, oh, I, if I add that now, what difference would that make? And if I, perhaps I need to show more of myself at work, I don't mm-hmm. need to hide who I am. It's like, yeah, I could totally say where I'm from, you know? Right, right. It's also about knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Like I definitely will play up my strengths all day, Mm -hmm. but behind the scenes, I'm working on these weaknesses that I hate to talk about, but you know, you have to be able to do be versatile in a corporate situation. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on everything concerning myself and my own growth all the time with all of these things. And you know, it's just a never ending journey. Like I really thought at this point I would be able to coast, but no, I work harder than I work harder than ever now, which is amazing because I've always thought that I've kind of pushed it all the way like we all do. But now, I mean, I, I had a baby, he's almost two. I just have chosen not to sleep anymore. (laughs) I'm joking, but you know, I mean, you know what it is. Like you have to have a life. You have to be able to get all of these things done. And yeah, if we're not talking about how to make it happen, then how, how's anyone going to figure it out on their own? Right. Right. So when you say you're working harder than you've ever done versus you thought you were going to coast, what's the harder? I think now I'm a pretty organized individual. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't a spreadsheet that I haven't fallen absolutely in love with. Um, so I, I'm a pretty good planner from that mm-hmm. perspective. I think my planning is just gone to the next level. And so I have less time to do all of the things that I used to be able to do so easily. Um, I'm also in a relatively new role and going through a few growing pains of learning what that world looks like Mm -hmm. and flexing to a new um, leader and trying to figure that out. And so, I, I mean, now things that were easy for me in my old role, because I've done them for years and years and years, this is now new and exciting and a little scary, which is awesome um, because I now have to focus to the next level and take time that I wasn't, I didn't need to do before. So the planning is on overdrive and I just don't stop ever. Right. Well, the thing about stepping into new, new spaces and new challenges is you create the gap from where you are. So you create a new gap for yourself. And then right. you have to generate yourself to do what you need to do to develop your competencies, capacities, abilities to fill that new gap that you've created. Absolutely. Right. And then you meet, you meet that level and then we create a new gap. You know, that's the yeah. game. You <laughs> yeah. create new gaps. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it takes, it takes a lot to galvanize yourself into those, that, that new space. I can hear that. Yeah. It's a funny thing. I'm sorry. No, go on. It's a funny thing as I, as I think about my path in the organization. So I started as an executive assistant. Um, and then I was brought on as a entry level person in licensing and I worked on 30 teeny weeny accounts. And so that took up tons of time and I was super entrepreneurial and I was under the radar and it was so much fun. Yay. And then I graduated to some of our larger accounts which was a little less entrepreneurial, uh, but more structured mm-hmm. and taught me a different skill set. And then as I started to oversee that business, you know, that brought forth a different skill set right. and different level. And so it just really seems like the story for me is being able to go with the flow and being able to transition smoothly while doing all the work behind the scenes to kind of make it happen. There have been points in my career where I've kind of stalled for a little while, Mm -hmm. um, and that was because I was fighting against the current and not just kind of going with the flow and kind of taking the path for what it was. And that doesn't mean I wasn't trying to, you know, get promoted and do all of those things, but, you know, just kind of following the paths to kind of take it to where the next step is. And if if I hadn't done those things, there's no way I would find myself in the place that I'm in today. So let's talk about that for a bit because um, many people do get stuck. They don't progress. We know this. As you said, you're the only African-American woman or person, vice president, mm-hmm. vice president mm-hmm. right? In the area of vice position. president, female. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you have done? I want to, can you, can you unpack that a bit more about what is it that you're doing that is, allowing you to be successful in this corporate space where others aren't? I think I, I'm in a constant state of, of, of learning myself mm-hmm. and not being afraid of what's next. Um, the role that I'm in now, when I took it, when it was a smaller role on the toy team, I asked for the role that people don't do that. You know, I, you know, I've done this job long enough. I'm ready for something new. Let's explore. Let's talk about it. 
And we talked about something, you know, what are your passions? What do you want to do next? I, I asked for the change. Most people don't realize that, but I really needed something to feed my soul. Right. And, you know, so, and even in this role as the role that I'm currently in is evolving, I'm asking for more. So it's really about not being afraid to kind of push the job and ask for what you want. People will give you more work. That is never the problem. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just have to be really, you have to be really sure about what it is you want so that it's bringing you to the next step of whatever that looks like, even if you're not sure. Um, I'm also, and it's taken me a long time to realize this. I I'm, I'm a pretty confident individual more so now in my advanced age. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also, um, you know, I'm not afraid to ask for what I'm worth. And so I do have regular conversations about title and compensation or whatever that looks like. It's not always financial compensation. So I, I'm not uncomfortable with having those conversations with people and really trying to evaluate what that looks like for me. Right. I think, I think people respect the fact that you come to the table asking for what you're worth because it's happening behind closed doors all the time. So you, you need to get in the game so that you're part of the conversation and it's not just happening to you. Right. So the people, so rather than sitting back and kind of hoping, waiting <laughs> for it to happen, you are thinking about what you want to do next and going out and speaking to the people who can make the change, who, who've got the power to, to make the decisions. And then your power mm -hmm. of negotiation, you know, yeah. you're negotiating the deal that works for you. And in that conversation, you're actually saying, I know what I'm worth and you know what I'm worth. And we're having, we're having that kind of straight conversation about that. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And the thing that kind of stops people from having those types of conversations is they're afraid of what the answers are going to be, that they're not going to get what they're looking for, but they're also afraid like to walk away. And so when you're having these types of conversations with people, I'm not telling anyone to quit their job, but mm -hmm. I'm saying it might be that might, there might be a different opportunity for you that just looks different than how you've packaged it in your mind. Right. And so you just have to be open to looking at, looking at it for what it is and kind of being open to what it could be. Right. Yeah. So you're not, so you're going, you're going into those conversations, not closed. You're going into those conversations. Absolutely. In, in ex, it's an exploratory conversation. But you're standing in your power as you're having them. Yes. Is what I'm hearing. Like when you yes. know what you're worth, you can stand in your power in the, versus going into there in a kind of a sheepish kind of like, if you could, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> <laughs> I like to, if you're all right, would be okay. <laughs> and it's so scary. But the, after you've done it a few times, like you really start to feel your power. Right. I mean, we all have something, you know, and you have that conversation and you start to feel like you're you're kind of you're you're setting your own path. And that's right. exciting. That's that's right. the goal. Right. I remember um, coaching a, one of my clients um, fairly recently and and we were having this conversation about that. You need to let your boss know what you want. You need to mm -hmm. let your boss know what you're interested in. And. Mm -hmm an opportunity was showing up in the organization and it's like, well, are you going to, you're going to tell, you're going to tell him that you, you're interested. And so part of our coaching session was about that was about, okay, so what are you going to say? Are you going to say, what do you want? What would it look like? 
Right. And when she actually approached him, you know, he actually hadn't considered her. He didn't think, I just didn't think you'd be interested in that, was his response. You know, now, as it turns out, she, you know, she then gets it. She gets the opportunity. And it's a big opportunity in terms of what it, the position it puts her in in terms of the contacts that she now has in the organization with the work as well as the really interesting piece of work you know (laughs) Um, right so sometimes with the it's not even there's no malice on that point your boss is in their thing doing their just focused on their work they don't come up for anything I didn't even know you're interested basically what you know right so you have to put yourself forward for when you can hear opportunities or I'm hearing you have to create your opportunities too. So it's coming from a, a level of confidence. That's exactly uh, right. And self-awareness, right? Knowing, even if you don't know exactly what you want, just trying to dip your toe into a few opportunities so that you can figure that out. Right. It's key. Right. And other people are doing that too. It's the other thing, you know, those yeah, things that yeah. happen because you go, how did that person get that job? Yeah, they talked to their boss about it. That's how they got oh, it, you know. Oh, my goodness. The stories I could tell you from when I was very early in my career where things were happening around me. And I honestly, I, I come from a space of you work hard and, you know, good things are supposed to happen. And I just was not educated on the finer <laughs> you know, details of negotiating behind closed doors and things were happening all around me. And I could not figure it out because I just never thought that way because my numbers were great, but I wasn't asking for my worth. Right. Right. Sneak, this theme has come up over and over and over again is the focus on your performance. If I do my work, I'm really producing results and being great they'll just like reward me yeah yeah Yeah, no that's not it (laughs) (laughs) no you know what it is I spent the first half of my career just thinking that the numbers would tell the story and I forgot internal marketing and and kind of getting my own brand out there and once I figured that out once I kind of got those two things internal marketing key because no one knows what you're doing if you don't tell them exactly Right. I mean, your boss may know and that may be great, but my number goes into a a couple of other people's numbers and it's just one big number. Right. So, you know, you've got to kind of put it out there and it feels like bragging and it feels uncomfortable. But there's a way to do it that where you feel comfortable and you're able to share. And Mm -hmm. and in all honesty, senior leadership expects to hear it. If not, you're just not on their register. They don't they just don't see it. It doesn't mean that you're bad. That just means that they just you're not on their radar. And that's tough. Right. And it, I mean, there's some real tangible things about time. They don't have time to do. They're not going to sit there and do the research either. No, Hello? no, no. Right? They're not no. going to dig into. Oh, how did that result get produced? Like, glad that produced. Moving on to the next target, people. <laughs> You're sales, right. I mean, sales number. Oh, that was last week. Uh-huh. We're now in this week. You know? Exactly. That's already history. I had a conversation with um, one of our C-suite executives recently, uh, where I learned this lesson yet again. And we were just talking about life and my career and just doing a general check-in. And one of the things I said to her was like, I'd really like to be able to just elevate my profile to the next level up. And she looked at me and said, okay, so present something. And I said, like, it was it just, is it okay? Like I can do that. Like it was just a matter of 
asking the question and having the right material. Now, I won't present just any old thing, clearly, but, you know, it was just a matter of me saying, hey, I have this really great piece of information that I'd like to share. And she would have gladly opened the door for me. I I don't know why that didn't occur to me sooner, right. um, given my experience, but I mean, I needed her to remind me that, you know, all you need to do is really ask. And if it wasn't right, she would have said, you know, maybe not, but she was completely open to it. Right. And I'm so excited. And so now you're trying to figure out what it is you're going to present and then be, yes. have an amazing presentation. Yes. It, and then it points to, again, those conversations. Are you having the conversations with people who can help you? Right. And who are the people that can help you? Um, one piece of work that I do with my clients is called the relationship map. And um, you, you look at on anything that you want to accomplish, who are the people in your sphere who are going to mm-hmm. help, could help you accomplish that outcome. And they might be people who would help you accomplish that outcome that you have no relationship with. Right. And if you've got no relationship with them, then your job is to get a relationship with them. You know? That's right. I mean, it's hard. I'm, I am an extroverted, outgoing person, but sometimes there are situations where, you know, I'm, I just feel a little out of my comfort zone. And so it's one of those things where I have to do yet another pep talk and, you know, get myself into the situation because I realized that by not building that bridge and creating that relationship, I have a lot more to lose than standing in the corner and just drinking my, you know, my seltzer, (laughs) you know, I mean, you know, you know, I, there's a lot more to lose. So I'd rather be in the game than not even on the board. Right. Right. It's tough though. Like, you know, it's definitely to be acknowledged how difficult it is for some people to network and to kind of create those relationships. But if not, I don't, I'm not sure what game you're playing at all. No, whatever, whatever that is, when, if you know, that's your development edge, then go to work on it. Go to work on, on developing yourself in that way. That's critical to critical, critical, critical. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you don't have those relationships directly, just make sure that your brand is strong because people, people talk and if there's good work happening and there are good partnerships happening, even around them, they'll hear your name. And, you know, that's step one to introducing yourself to someone, you know, you can talk about a project that you worked on in the past or a big win, or, you know, you have a great article and you send it to someone and you kind of start those relationships that way. Um, but you have to make sure that you have a, a professional reputation that they won't mind aligning with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where, has there been a, been a time when you've got stuck? And how did you get yourself unstuck in your career? Um, I think that, I, w- I mean, I've been stuck a few times, which is why I pause. Um I, I, I was stuck in the first half of my career just because I didn't have the confidence or know-how to get myself out of the rut. Tanique, I want to ask you, what, what do you think it is about you and who you are that has you be successful in this corporate environment? I think that I am strong. I think that people know that I'm not afraid of doing the hard work. Um, and I think that I'm, I'm flexible. So I don't think that my word is the only word. I'm open to any and all ideas and we can talk about it. And if I'm the end decision maker, then you'll know that you've been heard. 
Um, I, I think anyone who knows me knows that I've worked through the ranks and have done every single job within this organization for the most part. So, you know, I'm comfortable kind of leaning in, in any role, in any capacity. And even if I don't know, I can, I can figure it out. Um, I say that I'm strong. I, I will not allow my light to be dimmed in any way, shape or form. And while sometimes that can read as me not being humble, um, I think that it, it is, it, it's what makes me, me. And so I, it's with love and it's with kindness and I am open to everyone at the table, but I definitely want to I have earned a seat at the table and will, and will not allow someone to poo poo my ideas because they don't sound like theirs. Shirley, do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I probably am the last oh. person who doesn't, but I oh. don't. I forgive you. I forgive you. It's 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 an amazing show that my husband and I are into. But there was something that came out of one of the uh, episodes recently where Dracarys is the mother of dragons. I know I'm nerding out a little bit. And she was having a conversation with someone where she was in a situation where she wasn't being herself. She is an aggressive visionary. And she was trying, she was taking a different role that seemed a bit more passive. And this older woman said to her what I thought was so profound. She said, you're a dragon, be a dragon. And so I took that message and I wrote it down on a post-it because it really embodied to me everything that I try to bring to the table these days and, and really try to own um, in my space where, you know, if you're magic, be magic. Don't let anyone take that away from you. So I learned a little lesson from Game of Thrones and <laughs> that I'm learning it to you. It's a little less profound because you it. didn't see the show, but, no, I love you know, it. I take it with me. I'll yeah. learn from everything. So whenever you're unsure, you're a dragon. Be, be a, a dragon. dragon. You're magic, be magic. You're fabulous, be fabulous. You're stunning, be stunning. Love You're it. awesome, be awesome. Love it. Exactly. Be a dragon. Exactly. Be, be yourself. Be That's dragon. right. Love it, love it, love it. I mean, I think that is different than what other people are bringing to the table. Um, just just based on the fact that, you know, I'm just, I'm packaging it up in a Tanique bow and just really bringing it for what it is. I'm also really honest and a, and a straight shooter. And so m everyone knows what you see is what you get. Right, right. And the, so the, it speaks to the, the times, there are obviously some times where someone does try to dim your light. Absolutely. I've been given feedback that I could work on being a bit more humble and I have to question is me feeling confident in what my knowledge base is not humble. So yes, um, that's definitely, you know, it, it's something that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. I always, you know, in those situations, you know, I just think, I wonder how many men get, get asked that question. If you could just be a little bit more humble. Yes. Yes. Can you just take it down a notch? <laughs> take it down. Just, just, could you just lower your voice a little bit? You're just a little too. And, 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 you know, I think to each its own. Um, it's all good. I take the feedback and, and welcome it and evaluate it. And if it fits, I'll carry it. And if it doesn't, we'll move on to the next. Right, right. I always think it's so important for us to really pause and ask the question, ask that question, you know, who's delivering the message as well? 
is it is it a message that I can trust coming from that person, whatever that feedback message is? Um, mm-hmm. Is it feedback or what I call feed dump? Um, <laughs> when they give you stuff and you think, <laughs> yeah, that's not mine. You can right. have that right back. Thank you very much. Right, um, right. But that has come over years of me working through a number of things. And when as a facilitator, mm-hmm. you ask for feedback all the time on your programs and so on. And sometimes it's like, yeah, that's not even me. I don't even know where that came from. What is that? You know? Right. Um, and really being able to say, as you said, what's the feedback that's like, yeah, I need to think about that. Let me look at that. Let me hold that. And let me reflect on that. And what's mm-hmm. the feedback or quote unquote feed dump that I'm like, yeah, that's not mine. You can have it. And as you said, I'm moving on. Yeah. I mean, I do the work in that I ask for feedback from key people within the organization. And because I'm, I know I'm a work in progress. Right. And that that's what makes me a bit more comfortable in my skin. Um, and, you know, I, I know, I know the things that I can do better and I know what my strengths are. And so when someone throws something that that's part of the dump, get out of here. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. So the other piece is always be asking feedback from people that Absolutely. you respect, people who are in the business, people who are your mentors, people who have gone before you who know what know what how things go like yeah always be asking for feedback and then when that other stuff comes your way you can say yeah that's not even consistent with the other feedback that I'm getting no or I can bring it back to that group and say hey I just heard this does that what does that sound like to you right right and so then we can have a real conversation about it and I can I can pick it apart and and know what it is and once I do that I'm like okay I I get that and I can I can either again carry it or I can move on right if you had to look back and speak to Tanique, the young Tanique who was arriving at Viacom many, many years ago, <laughs> what would you, what advice would you give her? I would tell her to, I would tell her to trust herself, trust her voice. I would tell her to never forget to, to keep her relationships and I would tell her to just keep working hard. I think it's, if I would have trusted myself earlier in the game, who knows where I would be? Not that I'm in the worst place, but who knows where I would be? Mm. Um, I, I, it took me a long time to get to a place where I was this comfortable in my skin and being my authentic self and bringing that authentic self to every meeting all of the time and owning it, good or bad. I think that, I mean... If I would have done that, or if I could go back to tell little Tanique, I we could talk about it for hours and I can tell her how it would benefit her in her entire life, not just professional. And so I think that's, I mean, more than anything, that's what I would tell her. I would tell her to continue to be open and, you know, follow the journey and keep working hard. And you never know where this ride is going to take you. Right. But it's an awesome ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you heading? I love what I do. It, I mean, that's that's the blessing and the curse. I love what I do on this end as well. So, you know, I'm still looking for ways to grow and make this role bigger and really be a major contributor to the organization overall. Um, I, I really, I'm really enjoying this place that I'm in professionally and personally. Everything is feeling good. And so it's just about education, 
following the path. And then you'll see maybe in the next year, I'll be jumping off another ledge and we'll be having a whole other conversation (laughs) on how scary that is. Tanique, thank you so much for, oh, you know, spending some time and talking through your experiences and your story um, and so many lessons in there. Uh, and it speaks to your persistence and your resilience um, as to why you're, you are where you are, you know, and one of, and holding up, holding up the rear for the rest of the people, <laughs> right? Well, I do my best. And I mean, it, it goes without saying that I have tremendous support in my personal life that I'm able to even make all of this happen. But Shirley, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is an honor to not only be a part of your podcast, but a part of the Apollo panel. I thank you so much for the opportunity and the privilege. I truly appreciate it. I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. I have loved this interview with Tanique and there were a couple of things that really stood out for me. The first one being, you know, the the notion of not allowing someone to dim your light um, for you to stand in your own power. And that is a journey of self-discovery, really, when we get to that place where we can own who we are and allow ourselves to be ourselves in in the face of when some people are trying to as Tanique says dim dim our light so that was very powerful in this episode and the second thing is you know that Game of Thrones I am not a viewer of Game of Thrones but I got the message the message be a dragon be a dragon so powerful So I invite you all to be a dragon this week and take it on. So what did you get? What did you hear? What are you taking away? You can always get in contact with me through Instagram at Shelley McAlpine Consulting. You can contact me at um, my Facebook page. She's got Drive Facebook page and you can share with me and others about what you're getting from this episode as well as you can always go to shellamacalpine.com and send me an email from there. Don't forget to download my free ebook on how to be a woman of drive on shellamacalpine.com as well. So thank you again for listening. Be a dragon. Go well and stay well. <laughs>